0: Hello there. This is Jameson Dance, one of the hosts of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. We are off again this week, so we are bringing you another rerun. This is a rerun of episode 131. In my head, I remember this as the foot guillotine episode. So enjoy. We'll be back next week with new episodes.
1: It takes more than great write-through caching skills to be a great engineer. This is episode 131 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Smith.
0: I'm your host, Jameson Dance.
1: Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show for software engineers and other technical individuals about non-technical topics.
0: I have nothing to say about write-through caching. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't either. The topic is as dry as dust. (laughs) 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 There's no humor to be mined from it. (laughs) Impossible. But we have some other cool stuff to say. I want to talk about our wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to the people that support us at the level where we thank them every week. That's Matthew, Matthew Wodowicks. Okay, I can pronounce Wodowicks now, but I can't pronounce Matthew. What's going on? <laughs> Agile Ventures Charity, Zach Grannon, Michael Green, David Jackson, Nick Cantar, Sean Clayton. Thank you as well to uh, some new donors that we have, Fedor Rusak and Stephen James. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. You help keep the show going. We actually, a consequence of our growth is it costs money now. We have ongoing costs for (laughs) things (laughs) that we didn't used to have ongoing costs for when (laughs) there were two people listening, Dave's mom and my mom. So uh, thank you so much. You helped make this possible. Yes, thanks very much. Oh, I should, I mean, yeah, I guess if if you aren't sponsoring, if you aren't uh, being a patron, patronizing, if you aren't patronizing (laughs) us and you would like to, you can go to softskills.audio, click the support us on Patreon button.
1: All right, should I read our first question? Please do. Okay, this comes from a listener named Leon who says, I sit in a desk with three other people. One of those people does a great job of personal hygiene. The other two, not so much. I have dropped a couple of hints about it. I mentioned that it is a good idea not to wear the same pair of shoes or trainers every day so your feet don't start to smell. And some days, my stomach will churn from the smells that inevitably waft over. What should I do?
0: Okay, I'll let you finish. I have lots of questions.
1: (laughs) What should I do? I am worried if I tell my boss to talk to them, he will mark me as a troublemaker or overly sensitive. To make things worse, one of them sits opposite and puts his feet under my desk so the, let's be frank, absolutely awful stench is right under my nose. It's not just feet, by the way. We are talking the full BO experience. What should I do?
0: Oh, man. Okay. How how do you just casually drop the hint that, like, hey, it's a good idea to switch your shoes up sometimes so they don't smell? (laughs) I'm just wondering.
1: You must be a master of subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, random fact for you. It's a good idea to change your shoes every day. You know, no,
0: just wanted to let you know. I was reading the most fascinating article the other day and it said <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway, see you later. <laughs>
0: okay. Here's here's my suggestion. In your code reviews of these people's code, include comments about their personal hygiene.
1: <laughs> okay, um, like what?
0: Pull pull requests can, are, are great venues for you to just like put whatever's bothering you, no matter how connected it is or disconnected. <laughs> it's like the it is ultimate the passive
1: aggressive forum. Yeah. Like
0: someone dares touch a file in a directory, you're like, oh, you need to fix this totally unrelated issue. So I think you can extend that to general things like body oh, yeah, as well.
1: Yeah. Take it to the extreme. Yeah. So, wait, what, like, minus one stinky feet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think just keep it short, keep it sweet. Use emojis. Oh, just drop like a drop
1: like a random foot emoji and like a nose emoji, <laughs> with no explanation.
0: <laughs> okay, link it to code smells. That's a metaphor developers are familiar with. You know how there are these things called code smells where yes. the code is really bad and and there's these easy ways to tell. Where the, there's this thing in real life called smells, <laughs> and it's kind of like code smells. <laughs> yeah.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue. This code smells, and so do you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you pulled that out of like the elementary school days. Foot guillotine.
1: Oh, what's that? I, I have a bloody image in my mind, but...
0: Yeah, I think it's that. You just, <laughs> the feet go under your desk, chop. <laughs> With Depress like a little like, a lever.
1: little sensor that just detects when an object well, has crossed I mean, it the could, line.
0: It could be, it could be uh, more manual than that too. Yeah, this is... Uh, I also like the comment about... One of those people does a great job of personal hygiene. (laughs) You don't really hear much about personal hygiene when things are going well. So I applaud you for looking at the positives in your situation. Yeah, good job. It's like operations. If you hear about it, things are bad. Yeah. (laughs) So all those unsung personal hygiene heroes. We salute you. (laughs) Yeah, salutes to you. Thank you for showering regularly. I actually, on my desk, because we I pulled it out while we were talking about this, I have a book right now called The Dirt on Clean, An Unsanitized History. And it's a really interesting look at the history of hygiene and cleanliness in general across several different cultures. And one of the big takeaways I got from it was that human odor and hygiene is to some extent cultural Back in the day, uh, the fancy rich people used to change their shirts regularly. Like nobody bathed or showered or washed themselves in any way, but they were very clean because they would switch their shirts out for new, like freshly washed shirts. So
1: they they were considered clean,
0: you mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was this extravagant luxury to do that. And then they like caked gross makeup all over their face for (laughs) weeks and months at a time and never washed their bodies. And (sighs) I don't know. Their broader point is. There are some cultural things that we want to be sensitive to around expectations where like different cultures have different expectations for human odor and, and hygiene and how you do it and what's what's an okay smell and what's not an okay smell. I do not know of any cultures where stinky feet are an okay smell. That seems rough. But like this is from our perspective as people who grow up in the States and, and yeah. are expected to smell like deodorant and like yeah. cookie. <laughs> w- women smell like cookies like cinnamon cookies men smell like deodorant that's like the cultural expectation in the united
1: states (laughs) cinnamon cookies really
0: yeah yeah i think so oh yeah so
1: i'll have to to start smelling some more women and well
0: (laughs) maybe don't maybe okay (laughs) maybe
1: maybe not (laughs) wow you Um, smell so much like a cinnamon cookie great job
0: so take it all with that context in mind what would you do, though, if, if you had someone whose smell was distracting? Bad enough to be distracting.
1: Oh, it sucks to be the one to aren't, go and tell aren't someone. Aren't open
0: offices the best? Not only do you hear the conversations, <laughs> you smell the smells. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the CEO is laughing all the way to the bank in his private office. Yep. Oh, oh man. I don't know. This is hard. I, I, for, I, like, cannot tell my coworkers if they stink. I just... I can't bring myself to do it. So I mean, you, there are some defensive measures you could put in place, like maybe chewing a uh, spicy gum or something. It might like waft its way into your olfactory senses and try to deaden some of the foot input. guillotine. Yeah, that's a defense. That's a defensive. <laughs> that's like measure. a that's like a passive defensive offensive tactic. Yeah, maybe you could like take some of that like Vicks Vapo Rub and put it on your upper lip so you can't smell anything else.
0: Scented candles.
1: Oh, a scented candle. That's actually not a bad idea.
0: Um, and then you could actually get one that smells like cinnamon cookies. Mm-hmm. That's like a pretty standard. Scented can can candle you buy
1: deodorant scented candles?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> if you could, they would come in like a dark gray and green box because that's like the manly, yeah, hygiene. And they, you could <laughs> buy man soap. <laughs> they, would,
1: they would be branded Axe. Axe yeah. scented candles. <laughs>
0: Extreme active scented candles yeah. <laughs> or something.
1: Power scent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i don't I don't know
1: i just I just wouldn't do it like would you have the guts to go tell someone their feet stink?
0: I work from home and <laughs> I work in a small office with the door shut every day and it smells sometimes it gets a little stinky in here, but it's my own fault so right.
1: and you know my own smell doesn't bother me,
0: yeah, I just notice it, but <laughs> then I go take a shower and then it's fine, or I open up some scented candles or turn on my foot guillotine um,
1: <laughs> remove your own foot <laughs>
0: yeah. One of them puts his feet under my desk. That would bother me even if, because I'm childish and petty, that would bother me even if they didn't smell. Yeah. I'd be like, you're over my line. Like you're touching me.
1: You know, this could be an opportunity for you to go to your manager and say, we just need a different layout. We are too close to each other. The smells and the noises and the motion in my peripheral vision, it's all distracting. And I think we'd be a lot more productive if we could just put a little space between us. Doesn't have to be private offices, but maybe three or four feet between each team member.
0: I feel like... This is where it's good to not be a manager because I feel like you can talk to your manager about it and just pawn this off on them. That's say, true. There's this hard interpersonal thing, and that's what your job is. So no, that extra help money, that extra money on yeah. your
1: paycheck every week. This is
0: what it's for. Yeah, have fun. It is if it's causing you a distraction because it's bad enough i think that's worthwhile to bring to your manager and then we wait for them to email us and ask us what they should do in this situation yeah <laughs> but i don't i don't think it's being overly sensitive if if it's really as bad as you say it is it's probably likely that they've noticed it as well. Probably. But if if they work at a different desk or something maybe it doesn't affect them as much. But like I think I think a part of management is being responsible for the productivity of your team and if personal hygiene is affecting the, that productivity then that's something they get to deal with. Like, I got it. What
1: you don't have to tell your manager. What you do is you wait for the smell to be really bad, and then you call your manager over to look at something on your screen that's in a really small font, so they have to lean in there really close.
0: If you'll just take a look at this monitor I've mounted <laughs> underneath my desk.
1: <laughs> you're going to need a few minutes. Next you know, to the floor. Be sure to breathe deeply while you're watching.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then they'll just figure it out on their own. Yeah. Or not. Maybe they'll just be like, well, that sucks. <laughs>
0: Boy, am I glad I'm not at that table (laughs) See ya
1: I do honestly think, though, that you could tell your manager in a way that doesn't make you look like uh, Let's see, what were the words? Overly sensitive or a troublemaker I mean, I think you could go in and just say, look, I like this coworker. We get along, they do good work uh, But they just have, I don't know if you've noticed A little bit of a smell that comes off their feet that's pretty pungent and it's distracting at work Is there anything you could do to help us out here? you know, and just leave it at that. You don't have to go any any more detail than that. And uh, I would only ask once. I probably wouldn't follow up.
0: <laughs> yeah. If, if you're not saying like, I can't take it anymore and I'm going to lose it if I smell these feet one more time. And, and yeah. if you're just saying, hey, this is a problem that's affecting my productivity. Can you help me resolve it? That seems like a reasonable thing to say. don't mm-hmm. feel like a rabble rousing troublemaker statement.
1: Also, never underestimate the power of baking soda you know like just sprinkle it on there if their
0: feet come under the <laughs> desk
1: i mean if you're if you're uncomfortable putting it directly on their feet you could just set an open container of baking soda under your desk
0: does that actually work i think so isn't there something with coffee beans too can't you like roast some coffee beans oh, i feel yeah. like i've done that before when we burnt some popcorn
1: oh yeah that's like back to the scented candle technique i think that works yeah you could just buy them a new pair of shoes be like <sighs> merry christmas <laughs> i got you shoes
0: now they've got you though they can just bully you into yep. getting free shoes. All I mean, they all they have to do is just stink it up, and then
1: how much is how much is it worth to you? I mean, what like hundred <laughs> bucks
0: every few months? Uh, it depends on how often they wash their feet. Good point. I maybe they just throw the <laughs> maybe they think shoes are disposable. And they just throw, <laughs> like well. That was a good day. It was a good days worth the shoeing? And just toss them out. If
1: that was the case, I don't think their feet would smell so bad.
0: Time to pull back out my forty-year-old Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let these puppies breathe.
1: <laughs> oh boy! Well,
0: I had smelly feet in high school. I'm thinking back. I wore sandals all the time. Were they leather? Smelled. Yeah, they were leather yeah. sandals. But like my. I mean, they were. It was my feet's fault, not the sandals. Nobody ever said anything to me, but I was just shunned.
1: I had stinky feet too, and I just eventually switched from leather to, leather shoes to canvas, and uh, mm. all was right in the world.
0: I yeah, I was just shunned. Yeah, like, and you didn't know why. I mean, there are a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you are good to go to your manager and ask for their backup in, or not their backup. It, you want to make it their problem, so don't ask for their backup. Yeah. Say. Hey, can you please resolve this problem?
1: You might even prefix it with, I'm going to approach you with a slightly unorthodox problem that I want you to help me solve, by which I mean, I want you to solve.
0: As a manager, this would be an uncomfortable conversation to have, but it's way better than like performance isn't good enough or you're having this, uh, you're you're treating this other person unkindly or I don't know. Yeah. Because it's pretty fixable. It should
1: be a cakewalk compared to many other things. Theoretically, <laughs> but but for whatever reason, body odor is taboo, and telling someone they stink—that's true. Hard it's, to do. It's,
0: yeah, it's this thing that people identify with personally. Maybe
1: that's an American thing. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Well, it's all we got. It's all, all we got. Solved.
1: Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with best your of
0: luck. Tinky feet. If you go the guillotine route, um, make it like a tickle guillotine. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to walk back my earlier statement that you should dismember them and <laughs> change it to yeah, just yeah that, it, that was it.
1: that was uncharacteristically violent for you <laughs>
0: yeah i like I the tickle idea a, a tickle guillotine would get the message across all right do you want me to read the next question please do okay this is from an anonymous listener i was at an interview recently when being asked for an expected salary i mentioned a number that was a lot more than what the company was expecting it's already been a week and i haven't received a response from them I really really love the company and the project they're working on. I would love to contact the HR person and tell them that I'm interested in the position even if it means less money. How do I approach this situation? I don't want to mess it up more than I already have. And there's a single frowny emoji. No, smiley face. I don't know what the distinction is between I mean, those two. It's
1: an unsmiley face.
0: Frowny yellow circle frowny face. two dots arc. You yes. you can you get the picture. Hmm. I'm curious how they know that the number was a lot more than the company was expecting. Like what, yeah. what did the company say that was more than we were expecting? We were expecting this number. Or did they, oh my gosh, and then jump back from the table? And, <laughs> I don't know. Like what, what was the signal? Because to me, this sounds like it could be the first step of a negotiation or it could be like, this was a question they asked as part of the interview process and they're still evaluating whether they want to actually hire you or not. Like, I don't know. There's a, it, it depends heavily how you approach it depends a lot on where you are in the process and if what how much information you have about whether they are moving forward in hiring you and are, are trying to agree on a number or whether they're still trying to decide if they want to hire you or not.
1: Do you think this is some kind of siege tactic where they're trying to starve you out, see how long they can go?
0: I've literally never heard a candidate say a salary number and think, if I wait, it'll go down. It's always <laughs> like, do we want to hire them at a lower number? And then I will tell them what the lower number is that we would want to hire them at. But if I just wait long enough. Yeah, or or we just don't want to hire them and we'll hire somebody else. Like, yeah, something, I, I don't know.
1: So probably not. They're probably not waiting you out. I don't think so. There's like a thousand reasons why a salary negotiation can be delayed though that don't have anything to do with salary. Like someone went on vacation or someone just has too much on their
0: plate. Yeah, yeah, but... So how I would expect this to happen is you if you say a number that is higher than the range the company's willing to offer they instead say that's too high i was thinking about something in this range and then you kind of
1: yeah back and have,
0: forth have a discussion about it instead of just you say a number and you somehow get a signal that it's too high but it's It's unclear what the signal was.
1: Yeah, like typically when you throw out a number like that in a negotiation, they'll come back and say, all right, I'll see what I can do. We probably can't get that high. And then they'll come back with something that is hopefully closer. But I got to tell you, as a manager who has extended offers in the past, it's kind of a pain going through the process of getting an offer approved only to have it rejected by the candidate. So like I want to know verbally before I go to the trouble of writing up the offer and getting all the approvals, whether you're going to accept that number. So yep. typically, I like to come to that agreement beforehand verbally. So if if that has stalled out here, which it seems like it has, then it's time, I think, to jumpstart it again and, and re-engage.
0: Yeah, there's the magic phrase of, if we were able to offer you this, would you accept? Yeah. And I feel like I've heard that in, in both on both sides of interviews that I've been in to try and nail it down before getting those approvals, like you said. Um, so what do you mean by jumpstart it?
1: I mean reach out to the manager or the HR person whoever whoever you left the conversation with um reach back out to that person by phone or email or whatever it is probably phone would be best so you don't get stuck just waiting for an email to come back again and uh and then say hey I just want to know where you're at I'm super interested love to come work for you what what we need to do to go to the next step yeah And then just leave it at that. If they bring up salary, then you can start talking and, and, you know, maybe there's a point you would be willing to move down to, and maybe they've got a point where they would be willing to make an offer, but
0: yeah, you don't know. Yeah. I I haven't been in a situation ever where I say a number that's too high and they're just like,
1: uh, -uh, too high. Or like, this is over. What else you got? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, there's always another step to it if, if it gets that far, um, I would be cautious about calling up and saying, "Hey, I'd like to work there for less money, please." Yeah, I wouldn't um, leave because with that. Ooh. Yeah, because like, oh, go ahead.
1: No, that's all. Just agreeing with you, like I always do.
0: Ha! Thank you. I've been saying dumb things the whole time and getting you on tape, <laughs> agreeing with. <laughs> but you're <dumb> so confident. Because <laughs> <things. laughs> um, there's a there's a chance that it's slowing, but it's not stopped, and by you might hurt yourself financially by. By taking a hit you don't have to
1: yeah exactly it might the conversation might not be stalled due to this salary issue so don't assume that it is
0: yeah if if they didn't offer a number back i just can't i feel like it's either stalled or they're potentially not interested in hiring you i just can't it just sounds weird the way it left off where yeah. they just said no or, or gave you some signal that it was too high without giving you more information
1: yeah it feels weird to me too
0: I guess the meta advice is um I don't think you have messed anything up by asking for too much money.
1: No, yeah, probably the, not. You
0: you don't you don't have like a responsibility to the company to save them money. Like you wanna find a job you like at a rate that you are happy with. And if this is a job you like but there's not a rate that you would be happy with there, that's then I don't know. I don't think you have to work there. If there is a rate that is maybe lower than what you said, I think you could explore that. But again, I don't think you have to. It weakens your position a lot to call to call back or contact them again and say, "Hey, I'll work for X minus uh, ten grand or whatever the yeah, number was."
1: Totally agree. There is a there is another track you could take, which we haven't discussed, which is because they have delayed your hiring, that has now cost you money, presuming that they were going to pay you more than your current job. So mm. you could call them back and demand. An even higher salary due to that interest. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, back pay plus interest because you delayed this process.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I would like you to try that, Dave, and get back to me. (laughs) There's, oh man, you could push this pretty far. You could charge (laughs) fees for interviewing at companies. Like, I, yeah, you could you could become a very entitled. <laughs> what if what if you require Character the company of a person?
1: Yeah, you absolutely could. What if you require the company to give you vacation days in accordance with the time you took uh, you took in vacation from your previous employer to come interview at this employer?
0: Okay, I like it. What else? What else you got?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very good at going extreme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what if you make them sign? Uh, well, if you make them sign like intellectual property agreements to the code samples that you write for them <laughs> in the interview process so they they're like write this fizzbuzz and you're like I'll need you to sign this NDA please yeah.
1: <laughs> also any money you make off this fizzbuzz will be mine
0: yeah <laughs> it's fine i've got i've i've got some boilerplate for this already <laughs> <laughs> oh you want my palindrome finder eh <laughs> I'll license it to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have to bring a lawyer with you to every interview.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, did we answer it?
1: I think so. I think I think you're good to go back. Don't lead with a, a reduced salary amount, and just go in asking where they are. Try just try to establish what the current state is before you start running your numbers down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean tell yeah, you I think stab- oh, you say you really really love the company, you know, show them that. I mean, that sells. I got to tell you like as a hiring manager, people who come to me and they demonstrate that they really really want to work with me, I am way more attracted to those candidates than I am to the people who uh, don't seem as enthusiastic.
0: Yeah, if you say I love this mission and the company and the projects and I want to make it work, what would it take to make that happen? That sounds pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And then I think the key is you you want them to help you understand what the range should be instead of you saying it. Cause it might be. Yeah. If you ever go below what the range is, they're not going to be like, Oh, well Too we low. would have given you yeah. five grand more, but okay. Yeah. So,
1: and you know, this is another case where you as a candidate are at a disadvantage because you don't have some of the information that the employer has, namely how much are they paying their other engineers who are going to do the same job you're applying for. And so, you just have no idea if you're like stratospherically off the charts or if you're way low or what. Um, they've told you that you're, you're, uh, your expectation seems high, but you don't really know how much higher it is. Like, are you 5% off? Are you 10% off? Are you 50% off? And so you just, you're just really shooting blind here. And I, and I hate that feeling as a candidate because you just don't know um, what you should be asking. And that like never goes away (laughs) you know because companies vary so much yeah i wish there was a way to figure that out beforehand when you go in
0: i only know sneaky tricks i don't know actual ways
1: if only there was websites where people post their salaries
0: well we've talked about those before (laughs) you gotta take those with a grain of salt yeah i did find a new one though that is called levels.fyi and what i learned from this is that the amount of money you can make goes a lot higher than i thought it did (laughs) (laughs) as usual yeah yeah i feel like i've had that realization a bunch and probably it's still in my future you keep wondering like Um, where
1: where it's going to top out right like every every few years i'm like oh people make that much and then a few years later oh people make that much and it's even more than last time
0: yeah yeah well anything else we can talk about with this question
1: i got nothing good luck
0: all right best of luck i hope it works out for you i guess the one last piece of advice is um there are a lot of jobs out there and the best negotiating position to be in is to not need that job as much so mm-hmm. if, if you're willing to explore other options that helps too and it just takes some of the stress off too fantastic it's not like will i get this job i love it's like which of these options do i pick yes and that's that's a good spot all right Good luck, and what should people do if they want their own questions answered?
1: Go to softskills.audio and click on Ask a Question. Thank you to everyone who has done that. We've gotten so many questions over the last couple of weeks. Just a word of advice, keep your questions brief and uh, provide a little summary up front. It helps us to go through them quicker and to get to your crux. And uh, where should people go if they want to support the show?
0: They should go to softskills.audio and click the Support Us on Patreon button. Or you can just share it, tweet about it, Email people, smoke signals, all the, <laughs> all the standard communication methods. Yeah, and whip out your podcasting
1: uh, app and submit a review. You know, one through five stars. Write a little note. That helps people find it too.
0: When you say whip out your podcasting app, I imagine it um, in some kind of holster <laughs> that is like connected by an elastic to your belt, and you you literally like pull it out, and then you let it go, and it just like <laughs> it's like reels back in somehow.
1: Like my badge. Yeah, employee <laughs> badge.
0: Yeah, that's what I imagine. All right. Catch you later.